Good morning, everybody. Uh, I hope you are all well. This is uh, Nigel from Breakthrough City Church in Bloemfontein. Uh, but this morning I'm in Clarence, still in the Free State, and um, we are at our cottages. We had a meeting with the local mun municipality during the week and uh, just trying to sort out business things this side. And uh, it's great to be with you. It's great to to be sharing the word of God this morning. And uh, this weekend is a special weekend. It's uh, special for our ladies. It's uh, Women's Day. And so we just, uh, as a church and as God's people, uh, we want to say we love and we honour you, the women in our lives. So if you are in uh, in the company of a woman, then please give her a hug. Uh, and please bless her and uh, spoil her this weekend as as we celebrate the the power uh, that is womanhood in South Africa, the uh, amazing fortitude and uh, the just the grace that women carry among us. So bless you, ladies. Bless you, Cheryl. <laughs> You're amazing. Bless you, Carlin. You're wonderful. And... Uh, and I pray for you, I pray uh, for each one, that this morning God would speak to you, uh, God would open your hearts to, to him. Uh, my, my message this morning is about prayer, um, but it's really about him. It's about uh, being with Jesus, it's about connecting with the Holy Spirit, it's about uh, loving Father God. So I'm, I'm aiming at an improved prayer life through my message. Um, I'm not speaking from a place of strength. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, this is who I am and, uh, and I'm an amazing prayer warrior. Uh, but I'm saying that over time, my testimony is that I've, I've worked out a way of doing prayer and life, uh, prayer around life. And uh, there's so much in, <laughs> in the Bible about prayer we uh, we could be here all morning and the afternoon, another session this evening, and then carry on tomorrow. Uh, but I'm going to try and keep it to uh, to a reasonable length of time. Uh, and uh, God led me to a particular scripture. Uh, if you have your Bible, it's in Mark one. Uh, it's Mark one thirty-five. And if you want to go there, I won't park there. I'm going to be mainly in Matthew 6. But this is where, where God really spoke to me, for me and, and for you. So let's read it together. Mark 1 and 35. Very early in the morning. I just want to say very early is not something I do naturally. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, i.e. in the middle of the night, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place, where he prayed <clears throat> and um, it got me thinking where do we where do we find solitude <laughs> today <clears throat> I mean for those of us in lockdown it's become easier uh, but not everybody's in lockdown some some are busier now than than normally uh, but where where do we find solitude where do you find solitude somewhere that you can meet with God that is away from from other people, away from cell phones. 
away from uh, the internet, from work, noise, children. Uh, do you do you have a place? I know I can struggle with uh, with being disciplined in this area, with carving out uh, time on my own with God, without my tablet or my um, cell phone or uh, other people. I love praying. I love praying with other people. Um, but getting time with with my Lord is so key. But we can also be formulaic in that. And by that I mean we see this verse as a model. So prayer doesn't count if it's not dark. <laughs> prayer doesn't count if, if you're in your own home. You, you know, sitting, <clears throat> sitting in the lounge on your own like I was this morning drinking a cup of coffee praying. You know, does that count? Because you know, Mark 1 tells us now we must go outside. Uh, we must get up and we must go out. Does prayer in bed count? Well, of course it does. So this verse isn't a model, get up while it's still dark, get outside and pray, but it is a challenge. Um, and it's a challenge for those, particularly for those who are very busy, to say, well, Jesus was very busy. Uh, his whole life was, was in public. You know, <clears throat> there were times when he didn't even have a, have a house to sleep in. He slept uh in the open uh, so he he was always with people the crowds followed him the he was training and leading his disciples he was he was challenging people and the systems of religion and government so he simply did not have time to himself during the day not that he didn't pray he did he did pray but he did not have the solitude key for the relationship with God that we so desire, the one-to-one. -one. And some of you will relate to that. Uh, mothers of young children, travelling salesmen, farmers, you know, up all hours of the day and night, busy, busy, busy. But we see a number of scriptures where Jesus, or Jesus and his disciples, retreat into the wilderness, up a mountain, across a lake. The key is away from people. To get some downtime, and and not always successfully, uh, as the people track them down. So for Jesus, praying while everyone else was asleep, was the only way of getting time alone with Dad. It may not be the same for you or for me. <laughs> when we lived in Maseru in Lesotho, we lived on the side of a mountain in Maseru East, and there was this uh, lovely old lady that thought that this particular scripture required her to pray and sing loudly outside our bedroom window at 4am in the morning. Bless her. So yes, mornings are good. Starting the day in his presence is good. But let's not make a rule out of this, as our times with Jesus are, are meant to be enjoyed. So what works for you or me? Can we fit it into a daily pattern? That means we're spending time with Jesus and covering our days in prayer. That, that's the plan. Spending time with Jesus and covering our days in prayer. So my question to you, do you have a prayer life? Uh, do I? Do I give it enough time?
Are we list prayers, worship prayers, tongues prayers? Maybe a bit of everything. Well, good. Great. Good on you. Keep praying. Keep on praying. Um, you know, in a sense, what works for you is more important than what I'm telling you this morning. <clears throat> but I'd like to share some pointers. I'd like to to help us develop or improve our prayer lives together. I wonder, do you remember the wristbands? What would Jesus do? WWJD? <clears throat> they were very popular when, when I was first born again. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, what would Jesus do? I've got three points for you this morning. The first one is my testimony. What would Nigel do? Uh, and then what would Jesus do? And, and then just some special scriptures about, about prayer. So I'm calling this first section, What Would Nigel Do? WWND. And don't worry, What Would Jesus Do? follows. Uh, and again, let me say, I'm not the most persistent and reliable of prayers. But my testimony is I've developed a prayer around life approach, which helps me. Cheryl, on the other hand, she's much more structured and committed and uh, and she's a real prayer warrior. I, I honour her uh, and her focus on, on prayer for us, for the wider community. Um, she she challenges, challenges me. So we'll start with me and my experience and, and then we'll get to some more scriptures. So this is my testimony, if you like, around prayer. So... I do try and get time with God most mornings and, and I've developed a pattern uh, and I'm going to talk a bit about pattern where uh, which works for me and I would say you need to do the same you need to develop a consistent pattern that works for you so I start with a devotional reading if you like uh, that includes a verse of scripture at the moment it's a, it's a book uh, Bear Grill's Soul Food, uh, and I use it to reflect and pray. So I allow, you know, his message uh, to give me questions, to give me um, an opportunity to reflect on my own life and how how things are going, and then to pray into the scripture that that he includes. And this is the bare minimum. I try to do this every day. Um, and when life is pressing in, uh, <clears throat> we've got places to get to or what have you, then that might be all that I, I do. Uh, and it's on my phone. It's um, it's something I can go to uh, anywhere and any time. So if the day means that first thing in the morning isn't isn't a good time, then I can come back to it later in the day. And then I also have a, a short and a long list of prayers uh, on Google Docs uh, in the cloud, if you like, already with Jesus. And again, that's accessible from my phone, my tablet, my laptop. Um, and, it, and it helps me <clears throat> really to, to cover all the bases, to, to remember key people and key situations on a, on a daily basis. So I use the Lord's Prayer as, as an agenda, uh, as headings, if you like, to go through. Um, I, I also, because 
we have consistently been through times of battle, I use Ephesians 6 and the armour of God. And I pray through those issues, the, <coughs> the shoes of the gospel. Yeah, um, where am I going with that any particular day if I'm out and meeting people? And I give, give myself and the day to, to him. And yes, I list, I list my concerns, my hopes, my desires in prayer. I make the point of thanking him both for the challenges that we're going through and the victories that we've seen. And I check myself, you know, is there something that I need to repent of or is there someone I need to forgive? And I invite him into the day and me into his day. What, what's on your mind for us today, Lord? And then finally, and not, not as regularly, but again aiming Aiming at daily, I have a Bible study. Uh, and at the moment, it's Mark for Everyone by Tom Wright, an actual book. Uh, and, and I try and put away tech while reading, reading the book. And as I read, it's often mingled with prayer as, as the word teaches and encourages me. So that is my so-called quiet time or devotional time uh, with the Lord. And as I say, usually first thing in the morning but for me abiding in him means being aware of him listening out for him stopping uh, what I'm doing to chat to him during the day he isn't looking for us just to have a quiet time um, in the mornings he is wanting to have time one-on-one -on -one with us but he's also wanting us to <clears throat> be open during the course of the day and often for me this is when I pray in tongues uh, I might be driving on my own uh, I might be at the mall working in the garden or around the house um, praying out loud in tongues in public has occasionally seen some interesting reactions so not necessarily uh, <laughs> recommended all the time, but um, under your breath is also fine. Uh, and there are also times when what we're doing requires a level of focus beyond our ability, your ability, my ability to multitask. Now, my classic example is I can't count lengths in a swimming pool and pray in tongues at the same time. Uh, when I exercise in the pool, I like to know how how much distance I've covered. Uh, <laughs> and if I try and count and pray in tongues at the same time, I'm either going to drown or lose, lose count. So, <laughs> so I don't, don't pray in the swimming pool. Um, but I am trying to cultivate an attentive attitude to him in the same way as, you know, I'm trying to cultivate uh, an attentive attitude and approach to, the people in my life, to, to Cheryl, my wife, to Colin, my daughter. And then, uh, for me, the internet can be a challenge. There's so much stuff out there. I mean, I don't know if you've been watching this stuff about the explosion in Beirut, but you know, every day I see another video of, uh, of uh, really shocking uh, disaster 
that we we pray for. We we, we love the the Lebanese people and and we want the best for them. Uh, and I can just get drawn in to to things like that. I'm trying to figure out well what happened and and why and the first responders, you know, and the hospitals and um, and that can cause me to pray, but it also can cause me to lose focus on on things more uh, closer to home, things more about what I'm busy with. So having recognised that, I've then um, taken hold of the internet, if you like, and I use use it to my advantage. So I have a daily verse and a couple of daily devotionals emailed to me. And these are from American-based ministries, uh, so helpfully arrive during the day rather than first thing in the morning. And it gives me an opportunity to pause as I see the email come into my inbox and, and pray and consider. And, um, and if I'm facing a big decision or a challenging situation, I will, uh, I will find somewhere, somewhere like Jesus found, somewhere away from people. Uh, I like to go to the botanical gardens in Bloemfontein to go and uh, pray and read my Bible and connect with the Holy Spirit and hear God's wisdom for the situation that we're facing. And, yeah, it's easy for me, in a sense. I don't have a traditional nine-to-five job. Yeah, I'm, I'm involved in church life. I run a couple of businesses. Uh, but I have opportunities. I can carve time out of the day to just stop and pray. And and if you're working for somebody else, you may not have that opportunity. You may be in the same boat of Jesus. You've got, got to get up early in the morning uh, to get time alone. And then praying with other people. Gerald and I often prayer walk with the dogs. Uh, we pray as we go to bed. Uh, and I also, you know, I have a few good men <laughs> that I exchange prayer requests with that <clears throat> help me uh, look beyond my own needs and uh, my own concerns, my own family, uh, and pray around the nations. So this is what, what Nigel would do. Your pattern could be very different, and that's okay. All I ask or suggest would be good for you is to find a place and time of solitude connect with the Holy Spirit. So let's look on, look at what would Jesus do, WWJD, <laughs> more helpful than what would Nigel do. So we, we have already seen in Mark 1, Jesus sought solitude. And, and, and that's, you know, a big theme of what I'm saying this morning. Can we find a place, a time when we can be on our own with him? For, for someone, that might be headphones in a taxi. That might be the answer for you. When I uh, used to commute to, to work when I was in the UK, the time on the train or the bus was, was the time when you, you had time doing nothing else and you could choose to sleep or you know, to pray, which, whichever. But a consistent commitment of time is key to any relationship. You know, this is not rocket science, guys. You know, if I want to 
a loving relationship with Cheryl, I need to give time to that. If I want a loving relationship with, with, with God, I need to give it time. So Jesus gave us a pattern. Uh, he was asked, helpfully, he was asked, how do we pray? Uh, and uh, Matthew 6 is where we find his answer. And uh, I'm going to just run through these few scriptures, these few verses in Matthew 6. We're starting in verse 9. And I'm going to look at each, each verse in turn and pull out some stuff for us. So um, verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So what's, what's that all about? Well... I get, I pull some things out of there. So there's identity, our identity built in there. There's community, relationship, there's worship. So our father, <laughs> it makes us his children, his daddy. <laughs> yeah, we are his sons and daughters. And just in that two words, our father, it, it tells us who we are and how we are to relate to, to God. We come as his children. We come into the throne room and we don't have to worry about guards and protocol and what have you. We just can run to him and climb up on his lap. But it's our father. It's not my father. <laughs> it's not um, my dad. It's our dad means we are brothers and sisters. We are a community. Um, our prayers and our prayer life come out of our relationships. You know, we, we, yes, let's have a quiet time. Let's pray on our own. But let's gather to pray. Let's um, pray as one or two, two or three, where two or three are gathered together. Let's just know that it's not about me and my needs. It's about us. It's about our relationship with our Father. And then, hallowed be your name. Hallowed means greatly revered and honoured. <laughs> so not only is he daddy, but he's the king. He's greatly revered and honoured. And our prayer life includes worship. Uh, should include worship, however that comes about. Maybe you're just reading the Psalms. Maybe you're in a space where you can play uh, worship songs. This morning, I was able to, you know, just play four or five songs um, together, just as uh, as time with Him, and and to put me in a place where what I what I say to you would make sense, because it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> and this is a favorite uh, scripture, Breakthrough City Church. Um, you know, with part of who we are and, and what we want to be in Bloemfontein and across the nations is, is a people that, that call forth the kingdom, a people that, that stand for the kingdom. And so this is both declaration and prior, prioritization. 
So we're declaring the will of God. When we say your kingdom come, we're declaring uh, to principalities and powers, to ourselves, our own hearts and minds. We're declaring um, the will of God and we're prioritizing the will of God. We're saying, okay, we're going to put in our prayer life, we're going to put his desires, his passions, his, um, his vision before our own. Your kingdom come, your will be done, not my will be done, and on earth. So it's the heaven coming down to earth, it's the breakthrough, it's open heavens, it's the supernatural and this, 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 this should consume us in our prayer life for our own benefit, for our family, for our church, but for the nations, for the unsaved. And then 11, give us today our daily bread. So that's, that's permission to have lists of desires and hopes and fears. You know, the things that, that can consume you, uh, that... Um, Jesus knows what we need uh, but, but here we, we're told yeah we can also remind him <laughs> we can share with him what we need we can seek uh, the desires of our hearts through, through prayer we can write lists we can pray lists we can requ request stuff healing, provision, love breakthroughs uh, and here it is it's in the prayer model it's in the pattern that Jesus showed us uh, that we can pray but it's one part yeah so prayer isn't just about a list of, of things that are troubling us or we're hoping for prayer is connecting with Jesus connecting with with Father God verse 12 and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Transgressions, as another um, another version, sins <laughs> would be uh, the easiest way. So there's repentance and there's forgiveness wrapped up in our in our daily prayer life. You're not heavy looking for stuff, but just being open to the Spirit to show you. How was your attitude uh, towards you know, your colleague yesterday or your wife this morning or whatever, whatever, you know, God will just touch your heart, press buttons. There might be a consistent, um, a consistent area of your life that you're not satisfied with, that you keep having to, to come back to God about repentance and forgive them. forgiveness name stuff before God confession is key uh, look at verse 15 it's not part of the prayer but it speaks to the prayer but if you do not forgive others their sins your father will not forgive you your sins so there's a there's not more than a suggestion there's a commandment here to say you need to be in a place of forgiveness about stuff that other people do to you or you know, the incompetent and um, careless people who left this stuff 
lying around in Beirut that caused so much destruction this week. Yeah, people need to forgive them. They may, they may have been caught up in it themselves and killed, but you know, they may be prosecuted by the authorities that side. But in our hearts as Christians, whatever the damage that they've caused, we need to forgive them. Because we want to be forgiven. You know, we're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect in this life. Uh, we strive towards perfection. Uh, we see transformation in, in our lives. But we mess up. Uh, sometimes it's spiteful, intentional. Other times we just express ourselves in a way that might hurt someone else. And we need to take back what we've said and apologise. Uh, and if we, we can't do that, we can't confess our own sin and we can't forgive others for their sin, I would ask the question, are you? Am I born again? Am I filled with the Spirit? If there's stuff deep inside of me, you need to get shot of that stuff. And here it is. Verse 13. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. <laughs> yes, Lord. So protection and deliverance. Protection from ourselves. Temptation. Yeah. Where does that lead us? And deliverance from our enemies, uh, from strongholds that are caught up in us. You know, our enemies often aren't external to us. Uh, they might be living a very comfortable life inside us. And here's the pattern of prayer, that we lay these things, these troubles, before God. And we may need to ask for help. We may need to ask for a sozo, for someone to pray with you, for <clears throat> someone to confess to, for someone to tell your story to. You know, We're not designed to do these things on our own. Sometimes God just pops something into our heart, our mind, and we're like, oh yeah, Lord. And he brings a release. Uh, and other times, because it's caught up in our character, he wants to train us and build us and uh, encourage us to uh, to move on and to, to be free. It was for freedom that we were set free after all. So that's the model that, uh, that Jesus gave us, one of the models. There are other prayers that we can pray all, all over the Bible. Uh, and they're not intended to be prayed by rote. You know, when I was a boy growing up in the Scouts, we prayed the Lord's Prayer uh, every time we met. And for me, I, I can't speak for others, but for me it was meaningless. It was something that we had to do. We were conforming to, to a model. Um, whereas it's intended for a pattern. A pattern of understanding who we are. And worshipping our, our Father. Living in community. Seeing his kingdom and his will come. Seeking help in our hour of need. Uh, and coming to him in repentance and forgiveness, seeking deliverance for ourselves. 
And that that's a, a pattern of prayer that, that Jesus gave to us. And, and I just want to highlight some scriptures. As I say, we could be here all morning if if I listed every every scripture that talks about prayer. Um, but <clears throat> these are some really helpful uh, foundational prayers, if you like, foundational scriptures that can help us with our prayer life. So Matthew 26 and 41. Verse 41, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And um, so, you know, we, we're taught to stand firm <coughs> against temptation. And for some temptations, we're taught to flee uh, sexual immorality. We're told to flee, to run away from, to back off, to to get out of there, even if it means leaving our cloak behind and running away. Um, we're told to flee. And, um, yeah, but we can go into those situations prayed up, ready, expectant. Yeah? The enemy's going to throw a curveball at me today, so I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I am watching for the trap, for the lie for the deceit, for the negativity. I'm watching for it and I'm prayed up so that I will not fall into temptation. And then the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we need to recognize that we are in a body <laughs> and the body's not always going to cooperate with us. Um, you know, this um, getting up early in the morning thing that Jesus did, you know, is hard. Um, you know, we the sun was designed to wake us up. I think, yeah, uh, back in the day before electricity, you know, we went, we got up with the sun and we went to bed with the sun. And Jesus was, was forced to go outside of that natural pattern to get time with his father. It was such a priority for him that that's what he would do. So we do know when to pray and when to rest. We do need to know, sorry, when to pray and when to rest. When to push through and when to lay things down. But in that, it's not just about comfort. You know, we don't let the flesh or our physical being drive us away from prayer. I'm hungry, I'm sleepy, I just want to watch the TV. You know, we, we actually need to watch and pray and God knows at any place in time he might release you to say yeah it's been a, a stressful day uh, so you know, set your your alarm an hour later tomorrow and we'll catch up during the day yeah. That's he's not uh, setting out laws he wants time with you <laughs> but he wants enjoyable time with you uh, you know, I love spending time with Cheryl, and but sometimes we need to sleep. Yeah? Every day, funnily enough, we need to sleep. Matthew 17 and verse 20. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, 
move from here to there and it will move nothing will be impossible for you now there's an encouraging scripture about prayer for us so we have a mustard seed of faith and i can look out of this window over here and i can see mount horeb which is a massive mountain that we've climbed outside the clarence beautiful uh, climb beautiful views incredible views over the free state and beyond into the Sutu. Um, and I don't imagine for a minute that if I stand at that window and command that mountain to move, that it's going to move. Um, <laughs> even if I do have a mustard seed of faith. But there are other mountains in our lives that we have prayed through and they have moved. Uh, and sometimes our, our faith has been small and others have joined their faith to us. But you get this right. You build your faith muscle. Uh, you build on this mustard seed. The mustard seed grows into a large plant. Yeah. The mustard seed starts small. Your faith maybe starts small. But if you concentrate, if you focus, if you consistently give yourself to prayer... <coughs> and pray for big things, challenging things, you will see the mountains move and uh, they will start to tremble first and then they will move. So what are you facing? What mountains are you facing? Uh, when, when I've finished, even now, pen and paper, um, text on your phone, whatever, Write down some of the things that are troubling you at the moment, the mountains that you might be facing, and start applying prayer to those things. Maybe you, uh, you're already doing that. And, uh, but declare life and breakthrough. Can you hear the mountains tremble is a mar marvellous song. <clears throat> There's nothing so powerful as a man on his knees before God. A woman on her knees before God. But maybe you're struggling with faith. And here's one for you. Mark 9 and 24. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Fantastic. Fantastic. <clears throat> unbelief need not be a barrier to prayer. Pray anyway. Apply your mustard seed. And you see, our call is to be obedient, to be faithful in these things. It's God who's supernatural. It's the Holy Spirit who hovered over the waters and started to cre create as God spoke. So we are learning to trust God in these things, big and small. Um, unbelief need not be a barrier to pray so pray anyway and and then build this muscle of faith philippians 4 uh, verses 6 and 7 <clears throat> do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So peace comes through prayer. 
um, Charles, half jokingly, half serious, so he said during the week, are you complaining or are you praying? <laughs> if there's no peace afterwards, maybe you were just complaining. And, you know, we can see in Psalms, there's a place for complaining. You know, you can be real with God. You can express uh, your frustrations, your challenges, your emotions to him. Uh, you can express how overwhelmed you you feel by a situation but often with David's prayers in uh, Psalms they start to turn and he starts to declare and he, who God is often and he starts to worship uh, and that's that's a pattern again for us as we present our request to God uh, we do so with thanksgiving um, we do so not understanding how he's going to solve this problem that's why it's supernatural because it's beyond natural and uh, peace comes through that peace comes through prayer and laying things before God and sometimes the answer that you get is peace in the storm the storm carries on but you now have the grace uh, to handle what, what life is throwing at you. And thanksgiving is such a key in this. Uh, the prayer of faith includes thanksgiving, recognising what God has already done, recognising that he's working all things for the good of those who love him and are called by his name. He loves the prayer of faith. He loves the prayer of faith and um, he loves that you are placing things in his care, in his arms. And then there's a warning. 1 Peter 3 and verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. So nothing will hinder your prayers. So speaking to married men this morning, in Woman's Month, on Woman's Day, let's be intentional about addressing any bad habits or attitudes that show we're not being considerate to our wives. And speaking to everybody else, you know, when a scripture is particular to fathers or husbands or wives uh, it's bringing a principle into a situation that often is for all of us so just because you're not a married man doesn't mean to say you can't read this verse and think hmm, am i considerate to the people around me this this scripture picks on husbands but it's an example as well as a challenge to husbands. So we should all feel the challenge. Who, who have we been inconsiderate to? And if we have been inconsiderate, are our prayers going to be answered? Or do we need to go back to repentance and forgiveness? To finish, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, there's quite a lot of finishing going on here, but let me try and close this thing down. So prayer is not a religious, ritualistic, by rote activity. Yeah? It's, it, it's about coming to Jesus. Yes, it is to be prioritised. Prayer is a priority in all of our lives. And it helps if, if we have a pattern, if we have an approach, a plan, if we're intentional uh, to, to our prayer life. But prayer is very much personal. God does answer the prayers of non-Christians. How would anyone get saved without that? You know, when you start to pray that prayer, start to seek him out, you know, he's there urging you on, calling you out. But in Psalm uh, 86 and verse 5, it says, You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. So we have to, yeah, his love is there for everyone, but there's a particular love, there's a priority given to those who call on him, if you like. Call on his name. 1 John four fifteen. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. Prayer, including worship, is a response to God's saving grace. Without a commitment to Jesus, prayer is meaningless. Love drives prayer. You want to spend time with someone because you love them. They love you. So have you made a commitment to Christ? Are you born again? Are you filled with the Spirit? Do you love Jesus? As a Christian, God loves you, lives in you and answers your call. And I can't say that if you haven't made that commitment. If you're not part of the body of Christ, if you're not part of the church, if you're not born again, spirit-filled, he loves you and there's one prayer he wants to answer. One prayer he wants to answer. Everything else flows out of that. So don't be religious. Don't be, uh, I'm okay, I, I pray you regularly. Do you know him? Do you love him? Is, is a prayer life important to you? It's, it's testament to who you are, that you are a child of God. Not saying that you, you, if you don't have a great prayer life, you can't be born again. But you will be on a journey towards a great prayer life if you are born again. And my challenge to you this morning is a prayer life comes out of relationship. You seek solitude. You seek to be on your own with those that you love. And if you love Jesus... You love the Holy Spirit. You love Father God. You want to be with them. You want to spend time with them. Uh, and know that they want to spend time with you. That This is a two-way. You speak to them. They speak to you. However that happens. Pictures, dreams, visions, words of scripture, rhema word, whatever. However God speaks to you. Maybe he speaks differently in different seasons. But he wants to have a relationship with you, not limited to five minutes in the morning or 45 minutes in the morning, however you do it, um, but beyond that, into the day, 
prayer as a lifestyle, listening to him, connecting with the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, 12, and I finish here. Be joyful in hope, patient in afflictions, faithful in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we, we thank you for your word and for your spirit that come together so well. And we bless you for Matthew 6, where you talk about how you want to connect to us. Uh, and we bless you for Mark 1, where you challenge us to, to find a place to connect with you. And I pray for each, each one listening, each one, that, that they would know, know you, that they would love you, and that they would get time with you, and that they would be able to lay down anything that would hinder that. I pray breakthrough I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that the challenges that people face in daily life the busyness the uh, interruptions the consuming data stream uh, would not prevent them from loving and spending time with you thank you for listening guys bless you keep safe in this week keep praying with and for each other and let's build his kingdom. Let's build his church. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thanks, eh? Bye-bye.